Gina Carano gets fired from Disney Plus for posting a Holocaust comparison on social media. House impeachment managers show tape from inside the Capitol building on January 6th, and then they try to blame Trump's language for the riot. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. I protect my data with a VPN, so should you. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. Before we begin, let me remind you, you are spending way too much money on your cell phone bill. Over a thousand of you, my extremely wise listeners, have already decided not to do that anymore. You have made the wise choice to switch from your overpriced wireless carrier to Pure Talk over the past couple of months. So what exactly are the rest of you waiting for? If you are with AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get the same great coverage because they use the exact same towers as one of the big carriers. You can even keep your phone and your number, but you will save a fortune. By the way, PureTalk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best customer service team based right here in America. That sound good? Well, it gets better right now. Get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. If you go over on data, they're not going to charge you for it. Again, there is no reason for you to be spending inordinate sums of cash in order to ensure that you can have cell phone coverage when you could be spending a lot less and get the same exact cell phone coverage. What exactly are you waiting for? Grab your mobile phone, dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro when you do. You save 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say keyword Ben Shapiro. Pure Talk USA is simply smarter wireless. To get started, dial pound 250 and say keyword Ben Shapiro for 50% off your very first month. Okay, so we're going to get to everything impeachment related in just a few minutes here. But honestly, the story that I think is more indicative for more Americans today than impeachment uh, is actually a story that seems rather minor on the surface. It seems rather minor on the surface, except that we have literally tens of millions of people in the United States who are afraid that the cancel culture is coming for them. And cancel culture does exist. Okay, the culture of we are going to get you fired because we don't like your social media posts. Not even social media posts that are extraordinarily horrific. You know, the kind of stuff that would get you shunned in polite society. Just stuff that is a little edgy. Right, that kind of stuff, that has impact on hundreds of millions of Americans. Okay, because we have in the United States a, an iron triangle between the Democratic Party and the media and corporations. Okay, that iron triangle goes something like this. The media and the Democrats agree on virtually everything. Democrats have an agenda. The media push that agenda. And then the media and Democrats pressure corporations to do their bidding in order so that they can foster that agenda. So unofficially, they are allowed to use threats in order to make clear what exactly they want to happen. Okay, so what this results in very, very often is corporations looking to cram down a particular viewpoint on you and then cancel you, right? That is what many Americans are feeling today. There are polls out there that show that a vast majority of Americans in every single political group, including liberals, except for people on the hard left, feel like they cannot say what they want to say in public because they're afraid that they are going to be canceled, fired, cast out from polite society. Hey, that is a real phenomenon is taking place every single day. And I will say it is amusing to watch as some people on the hard left get canceled and then they turn around and they're like, why aren't people defending me? We are. It's just that you guys created this society. This actually happened to a socialist moron named Nathan Robinson. He got canceled from The Guardian. And he said he got canceled from The Guardian because he had put up some anti-Israel tweet. Okay, now I think he's an idiot. I think that his views on Israel are abhorrent, but I don't think that he should lose his columnist slot over at The Guardian. He certainly would not defend anybody on the other side who got canceled. In fact, he has repeatedly said cancel culture does not exist. Okay, it does exist. The fact that there are people out there who want you to lose your job for the sin of saying things they don't agree with is extraordinarily real, and it is happening on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. The latest example of this is Gina Carano. So Gina Carano is one of the stars of The Mandalorian. She plays a character called Cara Dune. And Gina Carano was a former MMA star, and then she was in a movie called Haywire, in which she sort of made her acting debut. She's been in a bunch of stuff since then. And then her biggest role to date was as Cara Dune in The Mandalorian. 
So she's sort of the ally of the Mandalorian, who's played by Pedro Pascal. Now, apparently back in November, according to The Hollywood Reporter, there was talk about giving her her own spinoff show because Disney Plus has decided to move into a bunch of Star Wars spinoffs, right? Just like The Mandalorian. Well, then they decided we're not going to do that anymore. You know, we've decided that we're not going to do that. Apparently, they had decided that back in November because she had made some social media posts about President Trump, and this made them very angry. And so they essentially removed that possibility. Okay, so again, this is according to The Hollywood Reporter, quote, this is not the first time Carano, who played former Rebel Alliance soldier Cara Dune on The Mandalorian, has been the focus of social media ire for her political comments. Last November, she issued contentious tweets, one in which she mocked mask wearing amid the novel coronavirus pandemic, another in which she falsely suggested that voter fraud occurred during the 2020 presidential election. A source with knowledge of Lucasfilm's thinking told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, they've been looking for a reason to fire her for two months. Today was the final straw. Okay, so finally, they got Cara Dune. Right, they, they, uh, uh, they finally got Cara Dune. They finally got Gina Carano. By the way, what were those old tweets that were so terrible? So she, she apparently tweeted on November 14th, 2020, quote, Democratic govern, government leaders now recommend we wear blindfolds along with masks so we really can't see what's going on. Okay, that is not something that is cancelable. On November 5th, she tweeted out, we need to clean up the election process so we are not left feeling the way we do today. Put in place laws that protect us against voter fraud. Investigate every state. Film the counting. Flush out fake votes. Require ID. Make voter fraud end in 2020. Fix the system. That's not controversial. I'm sorry, that is not controversial. Saying that you have to protect against voter fraud with things like voter ID and filming counting and flushing out fake votes. That is not controversial. Okay, so they, they, they are saying that they had meant to cancel her all the way back in November for those kinds of posts, which are slightly edgy, but not frankly, all that edgy. Okay, then she posted the final straw. So what exactly was the final straw? She posted on Instagram. It was a picture of a Jewish woman running away from from Nazi soldiers. Okay, and here's what she wrote. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Sad face, right? Sad emoji. And then it's a quote that says, because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Okay, that is not her making light of the Holocaust. Okay, like as, the, as your official Jewish friend, right, as an Orthodox Jew, let me just say, I don't like Holocaust comparisons. I don't. I think that virtually all of them are overwrought. I think that very few of them really are, um, are accurate. I think most of them ignore historical context. I think virtually all of them liken things that are not like the Holocaust to the Holocaust. I don't think that liberals in the United States are on the verge of rounding Jews up and sending them to concentration camps, for example. With that said, this post is an overall Holocaust comparison. It is not a fireable offense. It is not even close to a fireable offense. Her saying that neighbors should treat people decently because if you don't treat your political neighbors decently, you can be roped into doing things that are evil, which is the general point. That happens to not be a general point that is wrong. It's just that it ought not be done in the context of a Holocaust comparison. Again, I don't like Holocaust comparisons. Is that a fireable offense? Okay, so let me give that a little bit of a of flavor. Is that a fireable offense? Are overwrought Holocaust comparisons, right? Comparisons that should not be made, that are inappropriately made to the Holocaust, are those fireable offenses? Well, um, let me just mention that there's another star of The Mandalorian. His name is Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal has recently trended because he is a leftist on politics and because he has expressed support for transgender transgender rights and, and all of this. And so this makes him very popular in, in the Twitterverse. Also, he's very progressive on, on issues like immigration. Here is a tweet that Pedro Pascal put out on June 20th, 2018. Hashtag, this is America. It is a picture on the top of Germany, 1944, a bunch of Jews standing behind barbed wire in a concentration camp. America, 2018. It is a picture of a bunch of kids in, in cages. 
right? That, that is, so the, the comparison is kids in cages and Germany, 1944. You know, except for the fact that we are housing and making sure that those kids are okay, as opposed to, you know, gassing them to death. That comparison is perfectly appropriate. But was there an iota of comment about Pedro Pascal? Of course not. Gina Carano just got fired. She didn't just get fired. She also lost her job at UTA. So UTA is her, represents her. So she didn't lose her job. They represent her, right? UTA is an agency. They represent her and they dumped her on the side of the road. Disney Plus has decided that Gina Carano can no longer be associated with Disney Plus because she made an overwrought Holocaust comparison that happens to be of the right. If you make an overwrought Holocaust comparison, you're of the left. If you call Trump Hitler, if you suggest that that kids who are being who are being kept separate from their parents in, a, in accordance with the Flores settlement, by the way, if, if they do, that that is like the Holocaust, you're totally fine. We're going to get to more of this in just one second because it is indicative of where we are in the culture and it is a terrible moment for American culture. And yes, this is more indicative for more Americans of what is going on in their daily lives than many of the things that are being said in the Capitol building today. Okay, and that is not to make light of the impeachment and is not to make light of what happened on January 6th. It is to say that social movements have consequences and we are now in the middle of a mass social movement to expel half of the American population from the body politic. We're going to get into more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about something nice that you can do for your parents. Okay, something nice that you can do for yourself. Something really, really important. You got a bunch of old memories out in the garage. They're all moldering. You got VHS tapes. You don't have a VCR anymore. You got a bunch of old film reels. You don't have a projector. Why don't you just get all that stuff digitized? Legacy Box can make that happen for you quickly and easily. Legacy Box is an ingenious mail-in service to have all those irreplaceable moments trapped on videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures converted to DVD or digital. Legacy Box will help bring new life to your old media by unlocking those trapped family memories and putting them in a modern digital format that is easy to use. The process from start to finish, really easy. You pack, you send, their team digitizes everything by hand, and then you enjoy. Get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud, ready to watch, share, and enjoy. They've thought of everything. They even provide state-of-the-art tracking and send you updates at every single step of the process. Send your precious recorded moments to a company you can trust. The company was founded by college roommates Nick and Adam over a decade ago. They're great dudes. I can tell you that the service is amazing. I used it for my parents. They digitized a bunch of old stuff. We haven't seen it in decades. And it is amazing to watch that in digital in digital life. It's, it's incredible. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Shapiro right now. You get an incredible 40% off your first order. Buy today, take advantage of the exclusive offer, and then just send it in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Shapiro. Save 40% while supplies last. Okay, so according to The Hollywood Reporter, Karana will not be returning to The Mandalorian or the Star Wars Galaxy after sharing a post on social media implying that being a Republican today is like being Jewish during the Holocaust. Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm. There are no plans for her to be in the future, a Lucasfilm spokesperson said in a statement. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. I have a question. Like, really, this is a question. Who got denigrated based on cultural and religious identity? I, I, I don't understand. Is the suggestion that when you say that people should not treat other people the way that Germans treated Jews prior to the Holocaust, that that is denigrating Jews in some way? She's saying what happened to Jews is bad. I don't like the comparison because, I, again, I don't like overall Holocaust comparisons. But is that is that denigrating? I don't feel denigrated. I'm both culturally and religiously Jewish. In fact, I'm, I'm one of the most Jewish people I know. Hard to find people more Jewish than I am. I wear the hat and everything. I do not feel denigrated by Gina Carano's Instagram post. I feel, again, like it was overwrought. So I think it's a fireable offense. Okay, also, let's just talk about things that are denigrating and um, and abhorrent and unacceptable. Okay, so Disney Plus has now canceled Gina Carano for the great sin of an Instagram post that they find inappropriate. Okay, from, from the same people 
who are constantly denigrating conservatives. I mean, like on a regular basis. But in any case, you know what's actually comparable to the Holocaust? You know, the most comparable, one of the most comparable things happening on, on planet Earth right now to the Holocaust, the rounding up of Uyghur Muslims in China and sending them to concentration camps and then forcibly sterilizing the women, as reported by the Associated Press. That is one of the most similar things you can have to the Holocaust. What would you say if I told you that Disney Plus, in the credits to Mulan, thanked the Xinjiang government, which is the province in China, where they are currently holding Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps. And they thanked, let, let me, Disney Plus thanked the Chinese government. Now, which, which seems more cancelable to you? Working with a government that is forcibly sterilizing Muslim women on the basis of their religion, which is kind of like the Holocaust, like without the exaggeration or the overwrought of it. That, that's really a lot like the Holocaust, actually. Which is more like that? That or Gina Carano put out a social media meme that included a Holocaust comparison? Just like Pedro Pascal did a couple of years ago. But Pedro Pascal is good because he's on the left. And Gina Carano is really bad because she's not on the left. So UTA has now also dropped the actor. On Wednesday, the hashtag fire Gina Carano was trending following that Instagram post. The post has since been deleted. Screenshots were widely shared by users on social media who called for her firing from the hit Disney Plus Star Wars show. Now, again, she deleted the post. So it's not even like she left it up. Right? She deleted the post. And that's still not enough because that's the way that this works. The minute that you delete the post, it's not as though absolution is granted to you. It's not as though, oh, you know what? I was overwrought. That was a mistake. I took it down. Nope. This is just an excuse to beat, to beat the living hell out of you. According to sources, Lucasfilm planned to unveil Carano as a star of her own Disney Plus series during a December Investor's Day presentation, but scrapped those plans following her November tweet, in which she suggested that we ought to protect against voter fraud, and also in which she suggested that the media were essentially blinding you to some things that were true. Multiple Mandalorian spinoffs are in the works from executive producers John Favreau and Dave Filoni, including Rangers of the New Republic, which could have potentially starred Carano. After the latest round of social media posts, the decision to cut ties with the actor came swiftly. There is a damned shocker. There is an unbelievable shocker. So it is not a shocker at all, of course, but it is indicative of the world in which we live. And everybody knows that they are on the hook for this. Right? This is the prevailing wind of our culture right now. If your, corpora if, if your corporation, the one that hires you, finds out that 10 years ago you posted something that is now out of fashion, let's say that back in 2008, for example, you supported traditional marriage in the state of California, and that comes out now in 2021, you could lose your job. Why do I say that? Because that's exactly what happened to Brandon Eich, who is the CEO of Mozilla Firefox. That happened just a few years ago when he held the exact same position on Proposition 8 that a man named Barack Obama did at the time. Right? The, the, the attempt to cancel anyone and everyone, because the standards are constantly shifting and constantly moving, but really only people on one side of the aisle, is ongoing. And another person who is currently being canceled, and his apologies are not going to matter, is Morgan Wallen. So Morgan Wallen is this country star, this massive country star. He shared a video on Wednesday in which he apologized for being caught in a in a drunken uh, on uh, on tape being a drunk basically and and yelling at one of his friends the n word. Now was he actually using the n word as a way of denigrating black people or was he using it the same way that rappers use the n word? I know that we're supposed to strip intent and context from all of these conversations, but um he was not actually calling a black person the n word because that is just blatant racism. Instead, he was using it the same way that rappers use the n word. Right? He was just saying drunkenly to a friend, blah, 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 N-word. Okay, that is not good. I don't like the use of the N-word, period, end of story. Right, I, I, I don't say it in my life. I don't like, I, I won't accept people in my life who say it to me or, or with me in, in my presence. Like, that's not something that is cool. Okay, but is that a, is that a cancelable offense that he said a, a thing, a bad word 
to a person who was not black in non-racist fashion, that's not the same thing as calling a black person the N-word. In any case, he apologized for it. Is that going to buy him any sort of love? Of course not. By the way, his neighbor who filmed this thing and then put it online for the walls is a jackass. And if you're sitting around being the Stasi for the woke culture so that you can just tape people who are, who are drunken celebrities saying things that you don't particularly like so you can get them canceled, this makes you the bad person. Doesn't mean what he said was appropriate. It does mean that you are not, a, you are not any arbiter of virtue if your entire life revolves around taking out your phone and taping people doing things in drunken, in drunken states. Seriously, this is the culture that we have become. Okay, so Morgan Wallen issued an apology. He said, the video you saw was of me on hour 72 of a bender. That's not something I'm proud of. Obviously, the natural thing is to apologize further and just continue to apologize, but because he got caught and that's not what I wanted to do. And he said he was aware that he had let people down, including his parents and his son. And then he explained that he has accepted invitations from black organizations, executives and leaders to have open and honest conversations. They offered me grace. They also paired that with an offer to learn and to grow. You think that's going to work for Morgan Wallen? Apparently, it only works with people who are of the left, right? If you're of the left and you say anti-Semitic or anti-white, like Nick Cannon still has his job. And Nick Cannon essentially suggested that white people are monsters. And, uh, and he still is going to be having his job at the end of the day. And Ice-T has said wildly anti-Semitic stuff. That dude's going to have a job. So the, the, uh, the sort of the willingness to, to allow people a second chance, again, only extends to one side of the aisle, not to the other side of the aisle, because presumably Morgan Wallen is perceived as right-wing even if he is not, because he's a country singer. That, that is the way that things work nowadays. Okay, this is not an argument that people aren't saying things that are wrong. It's not an argument that Gina Carano's original post was great. It's not an argument that Morgan Wallen should be using the N-word with his friends. None of that is true. The question is, are these offenses that should deprive people of their livelihoods and careers? And the answer, of course, is no. It's no. And if you're part of the culture that suggests that people should lose their livelihood and their career over this, you are part of the problem in the United States and you're making the country worse. You're making the country much worse. You're not going to people quietly and saying, in an effort to better the conversation, you know, maybe you should take that down because that's kind of inappropriate or maybe that's a bad idea or maybe that's overbrought. Instead, you're trying to ruin their lives because they said something that you disagree with. This is not about bettering the culture. It is not about making the country a better place. It is about you and your unearned moral superiority because guess what? I promise you, I promise you that if anybody spent half a moment searching the social media feeds of the bosses over at Disney Plus or the lower downs over at The Mandalorian, or any of the actors over at The Mandalorian. They could come up with stuff that's twice as bad as anything Carano's ever said. And if they searched all of the recording industry executives' social media feeds and emails over the past few years, they could find stuff that they've said that is significantly worse and more damaging than anything Morgan Wallen said. That is the way our culture works right now. All righty, in just a second, we're going to get to more of this. Then we'll get to everything impeachment-related. First, let us talk about the fact that one of the easiest things to do right now in our culture is to fall into credit card debt. And once you're in credit card debt, it's really easy to watch that spin completely out of control. Suddenly you're getting hit with month-on-month interest charges like 20%, and a small debt becomes an enormous debt, and now you're behind the eight ball. Well, why not start with a credit consolidation loan from Lightstream and get out from behind that eight ball? Rates start at just 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. It's much lower than the national average interest rate on credit cards, which is over 18% APR. You can get a loan from 5,000 bucks to 100,000 bucks with absolutely no fees. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience that is exactly what they deliver. Just for my listeners, apply right now 
and you can get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Shapiro. That is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Shapiro. Lightstream.com slash Shapiro. Subject to credit approval. Rates range from 5.95% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply. Offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Shapiro for more information. Here's the thing. None of this is done in good faith. None of this is about good faith making the country a better place. You know how I can tell? Because every two weeks or so, Chris Pratt trends. Chris Pratt trends on Twitter every two weeks or so, not because he's done anything or said anything. Every time he trends, I click on it to see, did they finally catch Chris Pratt, right? That's not what it is. It's that people are trending Chris Pratt because they know that Chris Pratt is a Christian. And because he is a Christian, they suspect that he holds unpalatable social issues views. And this means that if they can preemptively cancel Chris Pratt, they will. I promise it's a real thing. He trends every couple of weeks on Twitter for no reason other than so they can say that Chris Evans, who's kind of a jerk, but that Chris Evans is a wonderful, wonderful human being because he holds all the right left-wing views and Chris Pratt is super bad, right? Chris Pratt is the worst Chris, is the way that they put it. Why? Because of his social viewpoint. There is no honesty here. They would try to cancel Chris Pratt the same today as they would tomorrow. It's just a question of whether there is a hook that they can hang their hat on. They're trying to do the same thing to Tucker Carlson today. So Tucker Carlson is once again trending on Twitter and all of the, the boycotters are out there trying to cudgel advertisers into dropping his show. And they're trying to do so on the basis of a monologue in which he discussed George Floyd. What he said in the monologue is that George Floyd died of a drug overdose. Now, I don't know whether George Floyd died of a drug overdose. What I do know is that the Hennepin County medical examiner said that he had enough fentanyl in his system to kill a horse. And that if he had died in his house, then rightly it would have been ascribed to drug overdose. Now, the Hennepin County medical examiner said, I'm not saying that the drug overdose killed him, but he did have an extraordinary level of fentanyl in his system. So Tucker essentially paraphrased the medical report from the Hennepin County Medical Examiner. That happens to be the same autopsy report, the official autopsy report being used by the defense in the George Floyd case. So Tucker cited that. And now people are going nuts online. Maybe advertisers should pull because he's pushing a conspiracy theory. Okay, the autopsy is not a conspiracy theory. The autopsy is an autopsy. You may disagree with that autopsy. You should find some medical evidence that George Floyd did not die of a medical overdose of some sort of of some some sort of drug overdose. And by the way, that's still even if he died of a drug overdose, that still does not mean that the officer in that particular case would not have been guilty of use of excessive force. Right? That's also a possibility. I've said that since the beginning. If you were going to go for a conviction in the George Floyd case, rather than grandstanding, the easy conviction is probably excessive force, not murder. Okay, because it's it's hard to pr- prove causation in terms of murder when the person is suffering from what is pretty clearly excited delirium, begs to be pushed out of the car by the cops, refuses to sit down. They treat him decently for a while. And then finally, when, when he, the, his, knee, his neck is knelt upon for eight minutes, which is a terrible video, when that happens, it turns out that he doesn't have any damage to his trachea, for example. Like there, there's, there's certain realities of medical science that are going to be taken into account during the trial. So you could say excessive force without having said murder. But beyond that, do you deserve to have advertisers boycott you because you cited a medical report in a contentious trial? Is that the way that this works now? Here's the deal. They don't care what Tucker says on a daily basis. They don't care what I say on a daily basis. And they don't care what you say on a daily basis. If they know what you believe, they're just waiting. And all that is happening right now is they are just waiting. They're waiting for the mousetrap to snap on you and snap your neck, politically speaking. That is all they are waiting for. It is not about an honest attempt to cleanse the culture. It is not about an honest attempt to have a discussion or a conversation. It is about, can we wrong foot you so that we have an excuse to say that your entire career has been completely and utterly 
uh, uh, garbage and that you are a bad person. And so we feel good in excising you from the body politic and Twilight Zone wishing you out into the cornfield. That's all that's happening right now in the culture. And that is a big deal. It is a big deal to you. It is a big deal to me. It should be a big deal to your company. It should be a big deal to your friends. That's the pressure that so many people are feeling. By the way, right, left, and center. Liberals feel this way. There's a reason 150 liberals wrote a letter to Harper's Weekly decrying this sort of stuff. This is not a right, left issue. This is a left versus everybody else issue. This is a hard left versus everybody else issue. And the hard left is in control. And we are going to have to consolidate and fight back against it because it really is garbage. It is garbage. Okay, in just a second, we're going to get to the impeachment trial, which continues and is ongoing. First, let us talk for a second about the earbuds that you use to listen to your favorite programming. So I don't know about you, but I'm constantly looking at screens. But sometimes I have to be not looking at screens when I do. I want to make sure that I'm listening to music or a podcast that I like, and I need the best available pair of earbuds. For me, those are Raycons. Raycon wireless earbuds are great. First of all, they fit my ear perfectly. I have a bunch of other earbuds. They don't. They're one size fits all. Raycon is not. They come with a card. That card has it on, on it, a bunch of fits. You can customize your earbuds. So they fit your ear exactly right. There are no dangling wires or stems to get in the way. Raycons come in a range of stylish colors, always with a comfortable in-ear fit for a more discreet look. Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime with water and sweat resistant construction and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly. But they have enough battery life for six hours of playtime. You can unplug for a while. And the best part, Raycon makes great sound accessible to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycon is offering 15% off all their podcasts for my listeners. Here's what you've got to do to go get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Ben. That's all. You get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That is 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Ben. Once more, that is buyraycon.com slash Ben. Buyraycon.com slash Ben. Okay, so while all of this cultural battle is going on, which again is making the country more deeply polarized, we have this impeachment trial that continues. So the Democrats yesterday, they trotted out a bunch of tape and the tape was essentially designed to elicit an emotional response, which of course it should. It should elicit an emotional response when you see Congress people having to flee for their lives while a baying mob breaks into the Capitol building. And we should look at that tape because we should always look evil straight in the face. It is evil to invade the Capitol building baying for Nancy Pelosi's blood. It is evil to break into the Capitol building shouting, hang my pence. These are evil things to do. So it is important that Americans always look directly in the face of things that are evil. Now, of course, what the Democrats were trying to do is make everybody feel a particular way, which you should feel, but make People feel that way not about the protesters and the rioters, really the rioters, not about the people who committed criminal acts, but about everyone on the right, right? That's the actual goal here. The goal here, because they know that they're not going to get an impeachment. The goal here is to actually smear everybody on the right with all of this. E.J. Dion over at the Washington Post makes this absolutely clear. He said the House impeachment managers moved efficiently on Wednesday to close off the escape hatches and back doors for Senate Republicans. Quietly but passionately, they put the lie to the sham alibis that weak and cowardly members of the GOP are likely to invoke if they do decide to do Donald Trump's bidding one more time. Those who vote to acquit the former president will now own it all. The incendiary speech that made the nation's capital a killing ground, but also the months of incitement and lying that built up to the violence. They will own the threats against elected officials who refuse to cheat on Trump's behalf. The attacks on black voters in big cities. The savage mendacity of his all-caps tweets. Voting to acquit will mean joining in Trump's rejection of the Democratic obligation to accept the outcome of a free election and in his declarations, even before the voting began, that this was a rigged and stolen context, contest. Okay, so this is the goal, right? The goal is everybody who thinks that Trump should not be convicted, after leaving office, by the way, for speaking in inflammatory and false language which, again, is not a standard that could be applied to anybody in Congress. People in Congress are constantly using inflammatory false language. It happens all the damn time. Okay, if you believe that that standard should not be the standard for impeachment, according to EJ, EJ Dion, this means you agreed with everything Trump did. 
and that you agreed with the riots. That's the actual goal here. And like on a political level, that's what the goal here is. I'm not saying that for every single congressperson that that is what the goal of impeachment is. Some congresspeople legitimately feel like Trump abused his power and therefore should pay a legal price for that. But what the media would like to get out of this is smearing the entire Republican Party and anybody who even tangentially associates as a conservative. That is the actual goal here. Right? This is why you see CNN's Don Lemon suggesting that if you stand with Trump in any way, you don't get to stay, say you stand with cops. By the way, there's great irony in hearing from CNN lectures on who stands with cops and who does not. This is the same network that broadcast Chris Cuomo comparing the riots to the Tea Party and asking if there was anything that suggested that protest had to be nonviolent. And the, the, the same network that is constantly suggesting that cops are systemically racist is now very angry at Trump supporters who didn't support the riots and suggest that those Trump supporters who didn't support the riots also hate cops. Here is Don Lemon. Blue lives matter, huh? Law and order. Law and order. Blue lives matter. Respect the flags. Respect law enforcement. Don't you dare even say that again. If you can stand by after that video, if you can do that, I don't ever want to hear that again. I don't want to hear that from you. I don't want to hear family values from you. I don't want to hear respect police officers from you. Don't want to hear it. Wow, this is very, very much objective journalism here from Don Lemon. The hot, sticky journalism getting everywhere right there. That's, that's serious journalism. Obviously, he doesn't want to hear it from you. That's not a viewpoint. That's just journalism right there. By the way, again, him saying that he doesn't want to hear family values from you if you don't support the riots, but also you think that this impeachment is a bad idea. He doesn't want to hear family. Like, I need a lecture on family values from Don Lemon, a guy who in in national print was hitting on waiters. OK, like. No, no, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm not going to. By the way, that is not a reference to his sexual orientation at all. Anybody who hits on people publicly in front of other reporters is doing a bad thing and is gross. Okay, so I think that Don Lemon lectures on family values and, and loving cops from Don Lemon. Okay, or ABC's Terry Moran, who says that, hey, wait a second. I heard that making Holocaust comparisons is bad. That's what I heard like five seconds ago. I heard it's a fireable offense to make Holocaust comparisons. Uh, so ABC's Terry Moran, what do you think of uh, Trump's relationship with the GOP there? The way that Republicans just aren't going to budge, whatever the nature of this argument, whatever the nature of the facts, is because I think we heard it in these vivid videos that the Democratic House managers are playing. Fight for Trump. Fight for Trump. Fight for Trump. Not fight for America. He has the Republican Party as a personalized power like we haven't seen. It's a Caudillo. It's a Caesar. It's a Fuhrer. We don't see that in this country. We do now. Oh, it's, a, it's like a Fuhrer. So now you're comparing members of the Republican Party to Nazis. Wait a second. I thought that you weren't allowed to compare Democrats to Nazis, right? And I, I, I kind of agree with that. I, but it's okay on ABC News. Wait, hold on. Isn't ABC owned by, wait for it, wait for it, Disney? Why isn't that fascinating? There is a newsman, Terry Moran, suggesting that Donald Trump is the Fuhrer which makes the Republicans the Nazis. He is on ABC, which is owned by Disney. Have there been any calls to fire Terry Moran today? No, I noticed there are not. I noticed there are not. How fascinating, how riveting. Why, it's almost as though there's no standard at all, except that if you're on the left, you're not canceled. And if you're not on the left, then you have to live in fear that you're going to be canceled at any damned minute. And that is the entire goal here. That's the entire goal. 
So in a second, I'm going to show you the actual footage from the riots that was unveiled yesterday. Because again, we should look evil in its face when we see it. Two things can be true at once. We should look evil in its face when we see it. And also, there are people who will use any political opportunity in order to cast their political opposition as in league with that evil. And that is wrong. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, let us talk about the fact that when you are running a business, HR issues can absolutely kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They're an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, which is spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, all for just 99 bucks a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just 99 bucks a month. Month to month, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Again, HR issues, they can crop up and they can really be a problem for your business. Get great HR management on the cheap. Go to Bambi.com slash Shapiro right now. Schedule your free HR audit. That is Bambi.com slash Shapiro. Spell B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Shapiro. Bambi.com slash Shapiro. Go check them out right now. Okay, so let's go through some of the footage that Democrats brought forth uh, for the impeachment. So some of this footage is absolutely stunning. And it is, thank God, you know, thank God for Capitol Police. Thank God for law enforcement. It's a miracle that this didn't get any worse than it actually was. So for example, there was video that emerged of Officer Eugene Goodman, who's sort of the hero of the day, leading Mitt Romney away from the rioters. So he was walking down the hall and uh, Officer Goodman, you'll see in this video, actually comes and turns him around. Passes Senator Mitt Romney and directs him to turn around in order to get to safety. Okay, and then there's a video of, uh, of Chuck Schumer uh, with security avoiding the mob. So that video is being shown by the Democrats as well. Walking up a ramp. Going up the ramp with his detail, he'll soon go out of view. And you can see, I believe, that one of those officers has, uh, has their gun unsheathed, unholstered. Uh, and then you also have a video of Mike Pence being escorted out of the building. Um, so he was being escorted down the stairs Vice and out. President Pence and his family he was actually trapped in the building during the this stairs. thing. The vice president turns around briefly as he's headed down. And then they also showed footage of uh, body cam footage of an officer being beaten by the mob. I mean, it was truly terrible, right? And we should look again for the fifth time evil in the face. These people who are beating up cops in the name of conspiratorial nonsense. This is an act of evil. What is happening right here? Now, the case that Democrats have to make is that this is on Trump. It's not on the people who engaged in the evil. Really, it is on Trump personally. Now, there are two types of causation, as I've explained many times on the show. There's but-for causation, which is the weakest form of causation. But-for X happening, Y would not have happened. That sort of causation is very rarely used in legal circles. It's especially not used with regard to incitement because it is simply too weak, right? But-for me, uh, but-for Donald Trump waking up that morning, this wouldn't have happened. But-for Capitol Police not being on the scene in time, this wouldn't have happened. But-for Donald Trump not being elected in 2016, this wouldn't have happened. But for Barack Obama not have been not a, not being a polarizing president, this wouldn't have like. But for causation doesn't mean that you have legal causation that is sufficient to suggest that Trump is responsible for what happened. So so that is the kind of causation that Democrats have been relying on. Because when it comes to did Trump actually cause this thing, in order for you to say that incitement is what caused this thing, you would have to have the normal standard is that he has to say. The, the normal standard is that you would have to say go down to the Capitol building and stack it. 
That's the normal standard for incitement. Not go down to the Capitol building and I will lead you in a march where we will peacefully and patriotically protest what is going on. And this is the thing. Do you really, like, I, I, I don't actually know whether Democrats think this. I think some of them do, but I don't know why. Do they really think that Donald Trump was desperate to watch people mob the Capitol building and try to kill members of Congress? Like, do they really think that that is what Trump intended? That was foreseeable? Again, if that was foreseeable, then why exactly wasn't law enforcement on the scene beforehand? We now know that the FBI had been briefed on this. So the unforeseeability of the event is what makes the event so shocking in the first place. Nonetheless, the idea here from Democrats is that Trump is solely responsible for what happened. Jamie Raskin, who's one of the House impeachment managers, Democrat of Maryland, who, by the way, did uh, vote to, in 2016, challenge electors in the 2016 election. He says that Trump incited the January 6th attack. Here was uh, Jamie Raskin making the case. This case is much worse than someone who falsely shouts fire in a crowded theater. It's more like a case where the town fire chief, who's paid to put out fires, sends a mob not to yell fire in a crowded theater, but to actually set the theater on fire. And who then, when the fire alarms go off and the calls start flooding into the fire department, asking for help, does nothing but sit back encourage the mob to continue its rampage and watch the fire spread on TV with glee and delight. Okay, so again, the the evidence that he was watching with glee and delight comes secondhand, courtesy of some sort of kind of hearsay reporting. His argument here, which is that it's more like the case where a town fire chief paid to put out fires, sends a mob not to yell fire in a crowded theater, but to set the theater on fire. But he didn't send the mob to set the theater on fire. That's That's the whole point. They keep eliding the part of his speech where he said peacefully and patriotically. That does make a difference. It does make a difference. Yeah, when when pe- they keep citing the line where he says you have to fight for the country, politicians say fight for the country every single speech. That doesn't mean that he's telling the truth over the past two months before the election. He was not. I said that over and over and over. I said there's no evidence to, to, to back the suggestions that he's making. That is not the same thing as did he tell people to go sack the Capitol building and that's the question here. So really, here, here's how you can make this question a little more relevant. Would Trump be impeachable if the Capitol riots had not happened? Because I think the incitement charge is the weakest thing. Would Trump be impeachable if all he had done from the election day from November 4th until January 20th is say over and over and over again that the election was fraudulent? If he had just said that over and over and over again, would that have been sufficient to impeach and remove him from office and stop him from running for office again? I think it'd be very difficult to make the argument yes. Really? I think it would be. So instead, what you have to do is try and say that he, quote unquote, incited the mob, which is, again, a very difficult argument to make in terms of causation. So instead, what Democrats have tried to do is they try to say, oh, well, you know, the mob thought that that he backed them. That's why they did that. Okay, well, we don't judge whether it was foreseeable that your words are going to cause crazy people to do crazy things based on the word of the crazy people. That is not the way that, that incitement works. People who go and commit acts of violence in the name of ideologies and people who have not encouraged them to do acts of violence, we don't take their word for it. That'd be a weird thing to do. Because I promise you this, if you asked members of Black Lives Matter who were going and burning down businesses, whether they believed that Democrats backed them in this pursuit, I'd guarantee you a huge number of them would say yes. Especially since people like Kamala Harris were tweeting out that you should bail them out of prison. Bail them out of jail. Anyway, here's Jamie Raskin trying to quote the rioters to the effect that Trump had incited them. There were countless social media posts, news stories, and most importantly, credible reports from the FBI and Capitol Police that the thousands gathering for the president's Save America march were violent, organized with weapons, and were targeting the Capitol. 
This mob got organized so openly because, as they would later scream in these halls, and as they posted on forums before the attack, they were sent here by the president. They were invited here by the president of the United States of America. Okay, except that the FBI knew in advance that they were coming to do violence, and then the FBI didn't do its damn job, which they were supposed to do in the first place. Now, if the Democrats have evidence that Trump stymied attempts to help, right, this is the rumor on the day, that Trump stymied attempts to help, that he actually said, do not send the National Guard, do not send the Capitol Police, let these people run rampage, that would actually be pretty damning evidence. They haven't presented any of that yet. And so far, what we have seen is they don't like what Trump said. They think that Trump, what Trump said was inflammatory. True. But inflammatory is not the same as incitement. And so you have people like Ted Lieu, another House impeachment manager, suggesting that essentially Trump tried to violently overthrow the government of the United States because he ran out of nonviolent options. This is so far beyond what the evidence shows that it's very difficult to credit it. There's only because all of these people stayed strong and re refused President Trump that our republic held fast and the will of the electorate was seen through. And at this point, President Donald J. Trump ran out of nonviolent options to maintain power. I began to raise, I began today by raising the question of how we got here. What you saw was a man so desperate to cling to power that he tried everything he could to keep it. And when he ran out of nonviolent measures, he turned to the violent mob that attacked your Senate chamber on January 6th. Okay, that is such a wild exaggeration of, of Trump's actual agenda. You know what Trump's actual agenda was? Seriously? Trump's actual agenda was that he was going to say a bunch of crap. That was the agenda. And that he would get a lot of people very riled up, and then he was going to announce, presumably on January 20th, the same day as the inauguration, that he was running for re-election. That, that, was, that was in all likelihood what his plan was. Okay, if you think that Trump unleashed a mob to go kill Mike Pence, that that was his intent, I'm going to need some actual proof of that. Like, seriously, some actual proof of that would be good. Because here's the thing about Trump, he ain't subtle. Like, in any way. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that there are a lot of great, meaningful gifts you can get for people. Let me tell you about one of the most meaningful things in my house. It is a portrait of my family. We've got to get a new one, actually, because we have to have Squishy Baby in the portrait as well. You can do this with paintyourlife.com. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. You can choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's a quick and easy process. You can get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. Send any picture, yourself, your kids, family, special place, cherished pet, or you can combine photos into one painting, which is awesome because if you've got a relative across the country, grandma's across the country, and you want her in the portrait, they can actually incorporate that into the portrait. It makes a perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. At PaintYourLife.com, there is no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. Right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That is correct. 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word Ben to 64,000. That is Ben to 64,000. Text Ben to 64,000. Paint Your Life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply. Available at PaintYourLife.com slash terms again. Text Ben to 64,000 to get started. All right, we're gonna get to more of this in, all, in just one second. First, gang, gotta tell you, a Daily Wear membership is the only way you should be viewing our content for a variety of reasons. Number one, you get better stuff. If you're not a member, you're missing all the best features. Right now, use promo code Shapiro, you get 10% off any member plan you choose. Well, what makes that membership so great? Members get our articles ad-free, access to all the live broadcasts, the show library, two full hours of the Ben Shapiro show, and our always growing catalog of content. Plus, with our all access, you'll also receive two of the greatest of all beverage vessels, those leftist tiers, Tumblr, and you get all of that plus 10% off when you use promo code Shapiro. But there's a second reason why you should go subscribe right now. 
this whole cultural moment that I'm talking about, this whole cultural moment where people are attempting to destroy people they disagree with, they're going to try to do this to us here at The Daily Wire. They try to do it every single day. We need your help. We need your support. We want to provide you content you love, and we want to stand up to the baying mob and the people who facilitate their their cancellations and, and, their, and their vile cultural attitudes. We want, we want to help you stop that and stand up to that. The only way we can do that is if you join us. Right? We need you on our team, and we appreciate all the hundreds of thousands of you who have joined to do exactly that. We want hundreds of thousands of you to join right now so that we can make sure that we can continue to bring you this content and fight back against the perversion of our culture on behalf of one side of the political aisle to oust everybody they disagree with. And plus, you get great content. So stop depriving yourself. Come join the fun. Visit dailywire.com. Use promo code Shapiro. Become a member today. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So the Democrats continue to make the case that that President Trump left them for dead, that President Trump is solely responsible for everything that happened, that the people who invaded the Capitol have no agency, uh, and that they, not that they took his words too far, uh, but that they they were actually doing exactly what he wanted them to do. Here's Representative Joaquin Castro saying Trump left us all for dead. They were completely and violently overwhelmed by a mob and needed help. And our commander-in-chief, President Trump, refused to send it. Senators, you've seen all the evidence so far, and this is clear. On January 6th, President Trump left everyone in this Capitol for dead. So what's the actual hard evidence that he did that? I mean, really, beyond the sort of secondhand reporting, that like, what did Trump actually, I want to know, like minute by minute, what did Trump actually do to stymie people being sent for help? Was it his responsibility? Like, did, did, did he call up the Capitol Police and say, don't send any more people? Did he call up the National Guard or his, de- or his Department of Defense and say, don't send anybody? We've seen some reporting on this issue, but we've seen no confirmed reporting or any testimony on this issue. So now would be a great time to call witnesses, right? I mean, if you're going to call witnesses, those would be the witnesses that you would call. But what the presentation was about more than anything else yesterday was rehashing a terrible moment in the history of our republic, an incredibly damaging moment in the history of our republic, the most damaging moment I've seen in, in 20 years in the history of our republic, like really a horrible moment for the republic. And in doing so, to link everybody who disagrees with the Democrats' impeachment agenda with this. Because again, they could have brought up censure in the House. Kevin McCarthy wanted them to. Would have passed. It would have. And then would have passed in the Senate. But that's not what they wanted. What they wanted was to lump the, the goal here is obvious. The goal here is obvious. That doesn't mean that there aren't decent Republicans who can think the other way on impeachment from the way that I'm talking right now. I hear it. But I will say this, if you think that the Democrats are in any way evidencing any sort of good intent or honest intent, or that this is about the protection of the legislature from the executive or anything like that, that that's not what this is. That's not what this is. And, and we know that. I and mean, we know that for certain. This isn't, by the way, this is not going anywhere. And everybody knows this is not going anywhere. So we're going to pretend that, that a bunch of Republican senators are going to flip. They, they ain't going to flip. And that is perfectly obvious at this point. Still, the media will go to people like Lisa Murkowski, who is certainly going to vote for impeachment and ask her what she thinks. I will look to the evidence that is presented. The evidence that has been presented thus far is pretty damning. But I also know that I have an obligation, a responsibility, and one that I accept to listen to what the defense will present. Okay, so we will see how this all plays out. Trump's defense begins today. So we're going to see how they fight back against this. I would assume that Trump's defense is largely going to center on the fact that Democrats are treating inflammatory rhetoric as incitement rhetoric. 
And so I, I would assume that you're going to hear a lot about Democrats' inflammatory rhetoric over the past few years, and that is a perfectly appropriate response. Because if we are going to have a consistent standard to which we hold people, then that standard ought to be consistently held. Of course, it is not. And that is the entire problem right now in the United States. There are no consistent standards. There are only double standards. That is true on every single issue that I can think of right now. There's a standard to which the media would hold people on the right, but not people on the left. There's a standard by which the media would excuse violence, but only for people with whom they agree. There's a standard by which the media would champion people who use the most inflammatory rhetoric possible, but only if they happen to agree with those people. And then they'll castigate anybody on the other side of the aisle for pointing out the double standard. It's whataboutism. So if I say, yes, it's very bad that Trump used inflammatory language. Also, it is very bad, and I've been saying this for years, for Maxine Waters to use that sort of language, or for AOC to use that sort of language, or for Kamala Harris to use that sort of language, or for Ilhan Omar and Rashid Tlaib to use that sort of language. If I say all of it's bad, somehow that's whataboutism. No, that's called holding a consistent standard, but they don't want a consistent standard. That is the entire point. It's why it makes my job so easy, because all I have to do to point to the hypocrisy of the left on a daily basis is simply point to the fact that they excuse their own when they do something. But if somebody who disagrees with them does the exact same thing, they look to end their career, they look to bring consequences, they look to lump you in with them. This is not the way that you build social fabric. I'm not even talking about the impeachment now. I'm just talking about the general neutral standards that have to apply in an honest society. We are not an honest society any longer. We have moved way beyond that. We are just a society in which we struggle over power. And a society in which people just compete for power is a society that is not going to last very long at all. And it is my fear that every single day, that particular phenomenon is growing worse and worse. If people don't like it, they're going to have to get together and they're going to have to stand up and fight against it. Yes, fight. Not physically. Not physically. They're going to have to fight against it because that's the sort of language we use in politics. All righty, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. Coming up soon is The Matt Wall Show. It airs at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to check it out over at dailywire.com. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Colton Haas. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Our associate producers are Rebecca Doyle and Savannah Dominguez. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright 2021. A conservative actress is fired by Disney after outrage over her supposedly offensive social media posts. The Biden administration announces its so-called plan to get schools back open. And we will discuss the crucial differences between breastfeeding and the new and improved chest feeding. All of that and much more today on The Matt Walsh Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So... 
I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 